Welcome to the Mind Money Motion program where we focus on worrying less about money by keeping our mind and body healthy. I'm your host, Marie Burns, a certified financial planner, speaker, author, and founder of the education business called Mind Money Motion. My guests on this podcast will help you either improve your mind by maintaining a positive outlook and active brain, or your money by learning to use your financial tools wisely, or your emotion by incorporating healthy diet and exercise habits, all so you can enjoy less worry and more life. I'm excited to welcome my guests today as we turn our focus to the mind aspect of this program, keeping our brain healthy, positive outlook, staying engaged, with a special focus today on being at home while we're spending more time at home. So focusing on our mind and how do we maintain that positive outlook and active brain. My guest today is Kathy Painter, and she, I think, has the perfect background for this discussion. She is also originally from my home state of Wisconsin. Kathy's background is in education in a variety of capacities. So she's a lifelong learner, has degrees in education, curriculum, and home economics. And with home economics especially, that keeps one rooted in critical thinking skills, problem solving, and decision making. So Kathy is retired, but is still continually looking for ways to take a typical situation and connecting learning. And because her background is with adults, school children, and teen education, she also has developed a hobby of creating opportunities for all ages to learn, both formally and informally. So today, as we're spending more time at home, we thought this would be a great conversation to help us women are creatures of community. We are often the leaders of our family to be in tune with the mind aspect of our life. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. With your background in a variety of aspects of education, learning, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges for women today in this environment where we are staying at home significantly more than potentially normal and or potentially experiencing uh, even isolation because of that? I think you said it really concisely in the fact that women are leaders at their family, maybe socially, and they have really higher expectations on themselves often than others do of themselves. And then you add to this whole unrealistic expectations, the fact that they might be working from home, which may be a new situation for them. They may have school age or college age students at home that they kind of have to make additional accommodations for to keep them in line. And then you might have a situation where you've got more members of the family home at an extended period of time and everything kind of snowballs and it, be, it can be chaotic. It doesn't have to be chaotic, but it can. And I can, I can hear some or I can kind of speak some of your listeners saying, does she have a camera in my house? Does she really know what's going on? <laughs> I, I think we all do, whether there's a camera there or not. We do know what's going on. 
But the good news is that it doesn't have to be that way. So I tend to like to tell people, take a deep breath, let it out, and let's get started. And so what I did after our conversation, I put together an acronym. I, I really like acronyms because they keep me on task and they help me remember things. So I put together an acronym and it may not be the acronyms that you or your listeners would want to use, but it's something to get them started. And I started with SMART because we want to be smart about this. This is when we're hearing so much misinformation, when we are wondering what we should listen to that type of thing we have a tendency and i've heard you say it before close the door to the brain and then our thought process gets really really emotional versus intellectually absolutely so, I, with that I wanted... in mind we'll start with the what i came up with with as far as smart for the s i said look at sensible scheduling mm. for the m i looked at memorable moments not just any moment or event but see how you can make them memorable for a accountability accountability and accountable actions are responsible reactions and t try something new all of those can be done very simply if we stop and think about potential ideas and all of those will kind of come together if we put cutting coming together as a concentrated effort and that's no, what that's, i think is key that's really great you that i want to go through your smart acronym in, in more detail but i think you said a couple of things that i'll bet our listeners can really relate to before we do that and the one one thing that you know you mentioned it isn't just the school age kids at home it's a lot of times the college kids who are now online they're still in school, but they're online and, you know, they're not necessarily in the dorms or staying on campus or able to. And I remember back when uh, one of, it was, it was um, holiday break and one of my college sons came home. It changes the entire dynamics of the entire household. Absolutely. Right? Everybody got used to this college age student being out of the house and now they're back. <laughs> and I remember there was a conversation that this college-age student was thinking maybe he was not going to go back for second semester after holiday break. And the other two brothers in the household threw up their hands and said, absolutely not. They were used to him being gone and they oh. didn't think about him coming back. So I can just, that's just part of, you know, the change in dynamics. Um, but then you also talked about a deep breath. And you know, sometimes I think we unconsciously and unintentionally take a deep breath when we're frustrated with something or we're stopping to think about something, which is an amazing normal reaction for the body, but an intentionally good reaction to have from just like you said, the standpoint of how it impacts the brain. They say that three deep breaths literally resets the brain. It's like you said, it, it opens that door in the brain between the emotional and the logical side so that right. they can engage. And you're not just stuck in the emotional side where your thinking is not clear because the logical side is, is not engaged. I've also heard that 
if you get into that emotional side, knowing that you need to be in that logical side, one of the easiest things to do is ask yourself a question like, what did I have for supper last night? And that automatically moves that, that brain, that, those emotions back to the logical and where we can make sound decisions. Excellent. A question that forces you to think. Right. And it's very easy. If we just keep that as our rote memory question, when we feel like we're in the fight mode, what did I have for supper last night? It calms you Great. and moves and you into that other mode. And it's good to know what that question is in advance. Exactly. And it's pretty easy. <laughs> Even if they say, I don't remember, it at least moves them into nice. the different mode. Yes, absolutely. So let's go back to your SMART acronym, because I think most of us are in the trying to look for the positive in the challenging environment that we're in. So how do we make lemonade out of what feels like our lemons at the moment, using your SMART acronym to maybe turn this into an opportunity? I think there are a number of opportunities, and we have to look for it. I have a saying at home that I use on a regular basis. What you find depends upon what you're looking for. And this morning when we, I was out for my walk, morning walk, I came up with what we hear depends upon what we're listening to. So mm -hmm. we need to keep that in mind. But I think going back to the smart is, I'm gonna look at, for the, for the beginning of this, the S, the M, and the T. We'll get to the other ones a little bit later, but I think those are easy to do and they can make some progress. And once you start seeing some progress, it's easier to move on to other things. So let's look at the S, sensible scheduling. That is not to imply that we, or intend that we are scheduling every minute, every hour. It's kind of use the, anybody who's built a house, look at that scenario or that analogy. It's the studs, the framework of the house. There it's the go. framework of your daily, weekly, monthly, annual process. So if you don't have a schedule right now, well, let's backtrack a little bit. If you do have a schedule right now, stick with it. Just because you're working from home does not necessarily mean that one should not get up on a regular time schedule, get dressed, have a setting where you are, it's conducive to work. Not that you're sitting at the kitchen table with the TV going and you say, oh, I got a load of wash to do, so I'll just run and do that. You are at work, so provide an environment that provides that. Good advice. I think the other thing you need to do the same with the children. If they are at home versus going to school, have them get up at the same time that they would have gotten up before, have them have a decent breakfast, have them get dressed as if they're going to school. That does not mean that you can't be sitting, doing your homework or doing your, your work work with your bedroom slippers on. That's not, we're not getting that nitty gritty detailed, but we're in the right frame of mind. And that's going back to your mind component of this. I also think that we need to put down regular scheduled meals. So not just saying, oh, well, when I get around to it, breakfast is at a certain time. And I'm not saying, again, being so rigid, but having a plan. Lunch is at a certain time. You're, if you're typically doing mid-morning 
snack, do that. Have some time scheduled for family time. This is probably more important, even though they might be home more and you might be seeing them more, doesn't necessarily mean that you're spending more time. You actually might be doing the reverse and kind of avoiding because we're not used to having that much interaction with them. So keep those in mind. Keep a time for exercise. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, it's not that hard. It, again, takes some effort. But if you typically go to the gym, mm, in Wisconsin, gyms are closed. I don't know about other states, but they're kind of going that direction. It's too easy to get out of that schedule. And it's more important probably even now to adhere to that schedule. So what are you finding best options when, like you said, the gym is closed, you're used to going? Well, <laughs> we were on vacation, so we had a kind of a lax of, of structured um, exercise. But we knew that if it was going to be in eight weeks that this, the gym was closed, that what we were going to have to do afterwards, if we didn't keep up, we were going to lose almost the five years of the the work that we had done so we don't have a lot of exercise equipment at all we don't need it if because we're going to the gym but we had our training on our schedule every tuesday and thursday so what i've decided to do is it's not as it's not as accommodating it's not as much fun but it's still on the schedule great and we literally are doing it in the basement. So mm -hmm. you're physically removing yourself from your current environment so you're not distracted. And our basement has enough room for lunches. It has, we put down some yoga mats, nothing elaborate, nothing spectacular. We found two gallons of water that we can use there as weight. Go. And fortunately, our trainer has been very good. He sent us a list of things to do to keep us on track. Excellent. So you just I'm have seeing, to do that. I'm seeing a lot of gyms actually posting free workouts for a period of time online. I know I've used beachbody.com. I love the down dog yoga app. So different ways you can still accomplish it in the house or in your backyard to try to get some fresh air. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think the the only challenge with that is making sure that you're not hurting your body more than helping your body. Um, I have five bulging discs in my back. Ooh. My trainer is very aware of the fact that there's certain exercises that I should not be doing because it's going to do more harm to my back than to strengthen my back. So that's sure. just a word of caution. Um, right. And we have the tendency to go to the least resistance. So you've, I've got to look, I've, I'm looking at those types of things. Um, I think the other thing that when, it's, when you um, make reference to sticking to a schedule is the bedtime and the time that you get up. Now that I don't have the schedules that I need to have, I have the opportunity to go to, maybe go to bed at midnight, not wake up till 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm retired. Mm -hmm. But what I have found is that when I do that, two things happen. I tend to get migraines, but, and as important is I don't sleep well at night because my schedule is all messed up. So I'm back to kind of a, a mental alarm clock or at least a, a range of getting up and going to bed at the same time. 
Good. And the more I'm reading, the more important, even more sleep than normal is actually yes. helpful right now to keep your immune system up, more sleep, more water, more citrus, you know, still staying active, more protein, all of those things you can still do while you're at home. So more sleep is, is good. And having a routine, I think that's how you incorporate that. Great, right. great advice. So then let's move on to the whole aspect of accountability. I think, again, going back to I, I put myself, I put my own accountability on myself by putting that exercise on my schedule. There's going to be times when I'm going to say, oh, Kathy, do you really want to do this? No, Kathy doesn't really want to do it. But if it's on the schedule, I make it happen. I think too often when we do accountability, we have expectations of other people, what they're accountable to and sometimes then the blame that whole placing blame gets thrown in there but y'all you have to start with being accountable to yourself sure so i'm working to to try to do that um then i think this whole aspect of trying something new is it's fun it's really not that difficult and some of the things that I've done maybe in the last two years, not just because of the scenario that we're in right now, but I have a background in home ec, as you had indicated, and I've been sewing for about 50 years. So sewing is nothing new for me. However, I had the opportunity or I took the opportunity to go to a one day training on flat pattern drafting. I had no experience in that. And it has made the difference between night and day and how my garments fit me. So that's just an, an opportunity. There's plenty of opportunities. Now it might have to be online, but there's still the opportunities. I also like to explore recipes. Um, we are Cornish heritage. Um, both my maternal and my paternal um, family come from Cornwall. So Cornwall has some very interesting food cultures associated with it or food experiences. One of them is saffron bread. Another one is pasty. Um, those types of things have been part of my upbringing. My mom has always made the saffron. She's been the saffron queen. She's 90 years old. I don't expect her to be making <laughs> batches of saffron, but I don't want to lose that heritage and I don't want to lose that um, kind of, it was our Christmas mom made it right before christmas and it was kind of our christmas specialty so i went down later this past fall and um mom and i made a batch of saffron together so mm. it became a, mo a memorable moment um and i've now made three batches since i did the first one awesome. so i want to keep that i want to keep that heritage in those traditions mm -hmm. um and it's it's something that has been a desirable outcome and when you start those types of things it's very it's much easier to make them happen on a regular basis oh yeah i agree so and it does not have to be elaborate it can be one of the things that i thought of is if you're working with children is take a look at the globe or a world map and explore countries that you don't know a lot about put them on a sheet of paper rip up the sheet of paper, put them all, all the strips in a jar, and each day or each week or whatever timeline you decide, pull one out, explore the food, explore the culture, maybe learn a common phrase of their language, 
all of those things are new experiences, but they're also wonderful learning opportunities. That's that whole mindset approach again, right? You're, you're pointing out the positives in this SMART acronym to help us think about scheduling and making memorable moments. We have the time and maybe the opportunity. It seems like there's a lot of stories on TV, right? Or a hearing on the radio um, of different things that seem negative, but I think people are doing a good job of trying to make positives out of that too. Absolutely. I saw a couple last night on the news that I thought were really fun. Other, your listeners may have seen them as well. It was on world news, but there were two physicians that after a long day, one of them has a wonderful voice and the other one does a superb job at being a pianist. And um, one of John Lennon's songs, and now it slips my mind what it is, but the, he, one doctor played the piano while the other one did the vocal. Oh. It was beautiful. It was yes. beautiful. And those are things that people remember. Mm -hmm. um, I also saw a bride and a groom that didn't want to cancel their wedding because the wedding date was on her grandmother's birthday. Oh. So it was right there. It was a moment. <laughs> so they figured out, okay, what are we going to do? They knew that there was the 10 people restriction. So mm -hmm. there was only 10 people in the church, but they streamed it live on Facebook or YouTube or whatever version they used. And they got so many comments about how beautiful it was and how quaint and cute you know, it was just something that was new and different. Um, I've, hear, I've heard and I've seen individuals who have had birthday parties or, you know, their grandparents are in a nursing home or a, a facility where they can't visit. So they're riding by with signs that say, Grandma, I love you. Or the baby that's introduced to the grandparents or great grandparents through the window. Yes. All of those are memorable moments. And when you take a look at 30 years from now, that's what you remember. And it's not that hard. It really takes some, maybe a little bit of thinking, but it's not hard. My mom turned 90 this year. Mm. And um, she and I, you know, we've had a number of, of different situations. So I put together a book, a little scrapbook of the 10 most memorable moments with mom. And oh. that was her 90th birthday. Oh, what a wonderful idea. Now there would be other people who would say, well, that's really not important. And I would respond to, it may not be important to you, but it's important to me. Right. And, and her, I'm sure she was her. thrilled. So to to recreate that mm -hmm. and my, my my number one memorable moment with mom is very silly to most people but she was a seamstress and we in our dining room she had a table where she cut out the, the fabric and i would hear her scissors or her shears hit the table and it makes a distinct sound every time i cut out fabric Oh, I remember those moments. Oh, fun. Our senses, right? The more we can involve our senses. Exactly. Exactly. The more memorable everything is. Well, I think the news has been doing a really great job. I remember thinking earlier this year that there's never anything positive on the news and almost seemed like they had to work hard to squeeze in one little short positive. And now they're flourishing with positives because I think there are many more out there and they're recognizing that people need that to continue to thrive. 
I think we also need to look for those positives. Oh, if yes. we want to, we can, we can dwell on the negatives, but it goes back to what you find depends upon what you're looking for. So look for some positive things. And if you're challenged with finding those positive things, go online and get some positive quotes, tape them up on your mirror. So you see them each morning. Um, anybody who has seen the movie help, Remember when that little girl, the, the, one of the maids said, you are beautiful, you are kind, you are humble. You, uh, I don't have the exact words, but each day she said that to this little girl and what an impact that made on her. Yes. Do you know that that, that to me is the biggest um, value in recognizing your whole point about what you find depends on what you're looking for because the mind we forget how empowered the mind is to impact our body our brain releases chemicals based on our mindset do you want absolutely positive chemicals flushing through your body or negative killing you chemicals flushing through your body so this isn't just foo-foo just have a positive mindset it is physiologically impacting your body so the positive and mindset is huge and it and can impact your health and your longevity and your quality of life. And it, it's research-based and it's valid. That's right. And those are some of the things that we need to keep in mind as we're looking at what are we listening to? What are we reading? Where's that coming from? And does it have biasisms or is it meant to deliver information that helps you in a valid scientific-based research. Approach. Absolutely. I try to end all my podcasts, Kathy, with three takeaways. We talk about a lot of things and we, we, in the end, just hope that if the listeners got only three things out of this conversation, especially with your smart approach, what would you say those three things would be? One, I think probably, and I've put them in an order, but I'm not sure that I would say that one is more important than the okay. other, mm -hmm. but we need to be reacting responsibly. We don't need to be just responding and going in irate manners and, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, oh, this is, you know, blah, 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 whatever it might be. So think through the process and evaluate it and look at reacting positively and responsibly. Because many times when we don't take that deep breath, as you've talked about before, as we've, we've mentioned, you say things or you do things that you're sorry for and you can't take them back. So I've heard count to 10, take three deep breaths, but look at responding to situations um, with conscious effort and common sense type thing. I think also then the critical thinking skills, even though they're not part of directly, they don't align with SMART, the critical thinking skills of decision-making, problem-solving, critical thinking are crucial, not only just now, but throughout life. And if we learn to practice them, they become second nature. And that's going back to that lemon versus lemonade. If we turn some of those lemons into lemonades and we do it kind of automatically, as once we get over this scenario, it strengthens our family and it strengthens us. And then plan, 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 plan. However, 
Don't plan so much that you're not willing to take opportunities to be a little bit flexible because you never know when new opportunities may be presented to you. And if we fail to take those opportunities, then we've lost an opportunity and it can be a really good opportunity. And when we look at being so rigid without any flexibility, right. it can be the difference between success and failure. Even though lack of, lack of planning often creates failure, too much planning without the flexibility to modify those plans can be as detrimental. And then I think it's, it's a fourth thing, but I'm going to stick it in there because it's, <laughs> it's really critical to me. I think looking for educational opportunities. Um, my dad what, would have been 99 on Veterans Day. Mm. And so he was a World War II vet. He had a four-year college degree from um, UW-Platteville. And I can remember him saying, not just once, but numerous times, you know, folks, kids, Kathy, it can be specific. Education is something no one can ever take away from you. Mm. Mm. So if you, and, and he was not implying everybody needs to get a four-year education, you know, not formal. But if you start turning off educational opportunities, you're, you're really losing some real good potential opportunities. And you know that all of this comes back to the, the healthy, healthy brain, healthy body with this lifelong learning aspect. That's one thing that they're finding with, you know, the new, the new long-term epidemic is, remember when it was, was AIDS and then it kind of became a variety of cancers and now it's this whole Alzheimer's dementia that every family is touched by. And one of the key things they're finding with prevention of that is to keep your brain engaged. It, the brain needs to keep learning and it's learning new things. It's not just doing a crossword, crossword, crossword every day. It's doing a crossword today, it's a duplicate tomorrow, a different puzzle the next day. Absolutely. New things. So you're trying new things in this acronym is huge on, on a lot of levels. So Kathy, I have to thank you so much for your time. And listeners, I'm, I'm going to um, share an additional that we don't always have available with you, but Kathy pulled together an amazing summary of this SMART acronym, along with a checklist for how you can be seeing where you're at and using this information with your family. So we're going to have that summary and that checklist under the freebie section on my website, mindmoneymotion.com. You'll be able to go there and download those to have uh, as additional references to go back to even more than what we were able to touch on today uh, in our discussion. But thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mind Money Motion, where we share how to worry less about money by taking care of our mind and body. You can find this past podcast, past episodes, as well as related tools and resources at mindmoneymotion.com or find us on Facebook. You can also check out this and other great podcasts at csuitenetwork.com. Please join us next time for less worry and more life. I'm Marie Burns. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.